This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. I begin today by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the land on which we record this podcast today and pay my respects to their elders past and present. They just actually don't want a body that looks like me on that runway. I really don't believe that Australian agencies are pushing for the diversity. Mm. I think bodies of all different sizes, abilities need to be integrated into fashion week. That is so unladylike. All right, we have two amazing, fun hosts today. Nikki, CEO of Diverse Modeling Agency, Everybody, and Riley Hempson, plus model and founder of two inclusive brands, Remy by Riley and Georgia and Joseph. Hey, guys. Hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to get straight into it, no stuffing around. Um, Fashion Week, let's start there. So last year you both attended as guests, right, and you were very vocal about the lack of diversity in the shows. Riley, you put up a post last year which garnered nearly 33,000 likes and God knows how many shares. You stated, I'm going to paraphrase, serving the curves Fashion Week clearly forgot to serve. This week really highlighted how far we still have to go in terms of diversity in the fashion industry. On behalf of all my curvy babes, we are here, we wear clothes and we look damn good. How was the response to that? I imagine your DMs were chockers. Yeah, it was... um... I mean, I didn't have anyone that wasn't agreeing with what I had to say. I think in terms of like what you surround yourself with and the brands you shop with and I I personally built this sort of bubble around me where I was almost convinced that we were moving in the right direction quite quickly in terms of diversity in fashion in Australia. And so after Fashion Week, I, I was just like, how can we be so far behind the rest of the world? And everyone that was in my DMs and everyone that spoke to me about it completely agreed. Like at face value, it's frustrating, mm-hmm. but then it sort of gets deeper and it hurts to think, well, they just actually don't want a body that looks like me on that runway, which just sucked. Which is just fucking stupid. Yeah. And, I mean, it's it wouldn't be groundbreaking if they, you know, had a plus-size model because the rest of the world was already doing it. Yeah. We've seen, you know, the likes of Victoria's Secret fashion show and then Savage X Fenty and everyone's gone, you just can't even, like, they're not comparable. You just go, of course we're going to pick Savage X Fenty every day of the week. Uh, and then to see Australian Fashion Week look the way it did last year was super disappointing. So, yeah, I felt like I had to say something about yeah. it. And, yeah, and the, the response resp- was great. Yeah, the response, I mean, like you said, no one was disagreeing, so that just tells you mm. that's what people want. Yeah. Um, Nikki, coming from American fashion, you worked in a model, the modelling industry, fashion industry in America, and then you've come to Australia and you started everybody simply because we just didn't yeah. have the diversity literally, here. That's yeah. literally why you started it. And I know you were also really vocal about what was missing. Yeah, I think um, last year I just kind of sat back and watched because I wasn't a part of the casting. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the connections and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of said to Riley, I said, let's hold back on what we want to say because we left every show with like tears in our eyes mm-hmm. and like we were just mortified and we're like, surely tomorrow, surely tomorrow. But again, we shouldn't have had to have that. Like it should be every day, not just the last day or whatever. So there was a size 16, I think, um, represented last year. Obviously, this is the one and, like, she looked incredible and, like, good for her for being that, you know, but, like, she shouldn't have had to be the diversity. Um, One of our talent who was signed with another agency, um, I placed her with down there. She was getting booked as the curve model for that agency for the runways as a size 10, 12, which was 
You told me that like, <clears throat> when we were speaking about it. Yeah. Um, I thought she'd been booked as short, like the shorter model. Like that that was the diversity. Like, hey, we're not, yeah. you know, casting people based on height anymore. And then you were like, no, she was the curve. She was totally the curve. fell over. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So I, I always will say um, I will clap baby steps even if, you know, a brand is booking um, her Yaz at, as a size 12 as opposed to booking the six eights and stuff. At the start of every, I was clapping those changes, but I was always pushing for more. Yeah. So once I'd, you know, I'd gotten the brand to convince them to shoot a size 12, I'm like, okay, cool, this is going to continue, um, you know, to book more sizes. However, I'm getting a bit distracted now. Let's get back to fashion week. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I kind of held off and Riley and I would have conversations after every day and it was quite upsetting. And then at the end – I was just so upset from coming from New York Fashion Week in 2019 mm-hmm. backstage at the Savage X Fenty show. They Rihanna set the standard high, yes, but like a normal standard. Like why why is that classified as high? Like she did it in her makeup brand too as well with mm-hmm. like those the shades that she does. She does everything right. Yeah. And she sets a standard for everybody else. There's no excuses for it because her shows were so successful and there's a reason behind it because everyone can feel seen, related and a part of it. So, yeah, so I was quite upset. However, fast forward to this year. Again, I kept quiet until the end, and then I'll have my say. I had I had my little voice this year. And my view, I don't know if I'm right, because, and I never will. And I would love for someone, you know, casting directors, other agencies, I'd love to chat to anybody about it openly. But my view, I really don't believe that Australian agencies and casting directors are pushing for the diversity Mm. until this year because they got so slammed last year. There's no way. Why on earth did it go from a full 180 flip last year to this year? Yeah. Why? Because they all got slammed last year on Instagram. Yeah. So there's no way. And it gained a lot of publicity posts like Riley's and Kate. Like the Daily Mail and things grabbed hold of those and there was a lot in in the um, paper and on Mm -hmm. TV about how vocal people were. I've spoken to other models, diverse models. I'm like, oh, you looked amazing this year. Did you even cast last year? No. Mm. They've never. So it's like were you being pushed? Were Were you being put forward? I don't think that they were because I don't believe that. You know, the likes of some of the designers we worked with this year that would have just said no last year if they saw it. I just think, like, who is to be held accountable? Like, is it the agencies or is it the brands that or the designers that are a part of it? Because coming from a perspective of owning a brand, if I was to put on a show at Fashion Week, Mm. I wouldn't settle for just being pitched the, the straight size models. Right. You know, like, I would have that say. And go, well, I want these sizes and I want these people and I want yeah. this diversity. So I feel like it's well, it it's comes, from both ends, right? It, it yeah. does, but it also comes down to pitching the right talent for it, getting getting these curve models up to the standard. Like yeah. Fashion Week is at this standard. You can't just go street scout for this stuff. Like, yeah. like you can potentially for some certain campaigns um, in photographs and stuff like that. But on the runway, the professionalism and the whole, like there's so much money involved in it and like it's this whole big thing and the people that are sitting there watching is so important. So you want your level of talent who are walking in your clothes to look a certain way. It's a job. But you still have to be good at your job. 100%. Yeah. But I've had models who sign with me now who have been told by other agencies that they're, they're not runway material, they're not up to it, they're not to this. I'm like, well, you're amazing. You casted for amazing brands this year and you unfortunately didn't, get it this time but you were amazing in the sense that you were on hold and stuff like that so I just I think that what I I personally think that it's the agencies 
Like it starts with us because mm. we have to have the right talent to pitch for it. And we've seen that this year because mm. you pushed every single day. Well, the castings and, that and it came paid through, off. Yeah, the, I I honestly never never worked so hard in my life. Um, I'm so glad that this wasn't in my first trimester because it probably wouldn't have been possible because I was so sick. But my second trimester, I'm actually like feel really good. Yeah. So I was able to work really hard, and like for three weeks, I reckon I didn't stop work like it was like 2 a.m I was getting shit like the, there's no Monday to Friday your, your passion's there what you want to yeah. achieve is there and you're you're like I've yeah. always said it one of the hardest workers I know because you've you're so passionate and you believe in this so much you'll do whatever mm. it bloody takes but I was shows. also not taking no so mm. like you know casting directors would say we want you know xyz for I, I do this in every single thing I make friends with all the casting directors and everyone yep. and I I sneak in a few extra I'm like oh but this would also look really cool I kind of give them ideas um because what the worst they can say is no yeah like but or they could just not see it you know so i they were sending over briefs and stuff and I was just adding everybody, regardless of their size, height. The height thing was like everyone was, you know, I kind of get it. Runways, everyone's at a certain height because they can't take up the dresses or whatever it might be. Well, like I didn't give a shit. I was kind of well, like, that. That's yeah. interesting um, because there was something, um, I, I can't remember who sent it to me, but it was um, it was a casting information mm. uh, sheet. I don't know if you guys would know <laughs> Thing. A brief? Yeah, maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's it. Um, but the size 6 to 10 models needed to be 5 foot 8 and above. Mm. 12 plus models, there were no height requirements. <clears throat> so, you know, that's frustrating as well that there's still, you know, those standards being like, like there needs to be diversity across the board in regards to ability, mm-hmm. age, mm-hmm. size, ethnicity. Yep. Um, and if we are going to remove height restrictions from um, a section of models, we need to remove them all together. 100%. Yeah, yeah I wonder what. Mm. That's bizarre. Mm. I yeah, can't even is. think why that would be. Yeah. If they had it across the board, then like I, I can understand. They yeah. would run to like five foot eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Weird. Yeah, it, it was really strange. And I was just like, oh, geez, that's, it's you know, it doesn't open up. School. It doesn't open it up to everybody anymore, you know? I think it's still like I just had a meeting with an agency in New York to potentially place some of our talent over there. Now the, now the borders are opening. And they still had the conversation about height. And I was like, are you guys still talking about that? Because even when I was working in America, that was something I was really pushing for to change. Yeah. Like, I mean, Leslie Sedora is the first talent I ever scouted on Instagram and everybody else said no to her. And me and my internship, I was like, this girl's amazing. Yeah. And now she's, you know, front cover of magazines and all this stuff. And she's honestly the most incredible human. And she's come so, so far as a short curve model and now yeah. she's signed with major agencies around the world and doing groundbreaking things. So she kind of set the standard, I guess, for like shorter girls um, in the industry. It doesn't really matter. And you, I know. Yeah. Well, I think back in the 2000s, Kate Moss was like yeah. short model because she was only five foot seven. Um, yeah. But she was the one, <laughs> the one yeah. like right. short model. Um, yeah, crazy. Um, now, I want honest opinions. Yeah. All right. There's no fluff here. We're going <laughs> to just go for it. Um, so honest opinions on the separation of shows. So the Curve show, for example. Mm. I was invited to go to that. And mum life, I was at cheer rehearsal eating fruit tingles, <laughs> watching everyone else at Fashion Week. <laughs> I love that you're a cheer mum. Oh, I'm look, sorry. it's great so and all, but I was she's, like, you're fuck you, man. Too, right? <laughs> She's not even. She's in the mum squad. Yeah, I didn't she, know that. No, yeah, I've got a little Ness bit of a black eye from Chia. Yeah. 
No, you don't. Yes, Shut she up. Does. <laughs> she does. does. She's the one that gets thrown out. I did not know, but I need to see. <laughs> yeah, we've got it. <laughs> Riley, wait, wait, wait. It gets better. I've got my first comp in two weeks. Oh my god, we're coming. We need you. Yeah, we're going. No, you're not coming. Yes. No, you're not. Fun. I'll send you. A, I'll send you. A video. It reminds me. Bring it on. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. We're just we're just level one non-tumble. But yeah, I'm a flyer in one bit, and then I'm a base. <laughs> I'm a base, guys. Okay, I lift people. But, yeah, I copped a finger to the eye. Ooh. Yeah, I've been dropped on my head. Right. Explains a few things. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's quite invo- – like you have to catch people wherever you catch them and fingers go in places. Like, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, you know that's why I joined, right? <laughs> Good time. Um, oh anyway, we're going God. off track. But, yes, that's what I was doing while everyone was at Fashion Week and I was like, yeah, love you, Kalani, <clears> but um, – <laughs> So I've heard such mixed opinions on the Curve show um, and I've read different articles about it. What was your opinion? Riley, you went to the show. Yes. Um, and I, I understand it wasn't couture. It wasn't, you know, your typical fashion week type show. But my understanding of that is that it was pulled together in six weeks and mm. it was the brands that were willing to be a part of it that were involved, I guess. Yeah, I think... Seeing all of the girls there or people there and seeing the emotions that they had seeing their bodies on the runway was amazing. It it was a really nice thing for them to sit there and go, I can actually see my body and what those clothes will look like on me. Uh, was it sort of getting Fashion Week a step further in terms of the whole diversity on a whole level? I personally don't think so I don't like the segregation and I never have I don't want a brand to do different curved clothes for me different to the straight size I just want the same thing I want to be included I want to be a part of the same thing that everyone else is a part of so I mean as a show great it did great things for the people watching the brands involved got to have you know a runway Mm. which is always exciting but I think like moving forward and we're always looking to move forward because we can always do better. I think bodies of all different sizes, abilities, all of the things need to be integrated into yep. fashion week. And we saw that this year. And so, that, well, that was, that was what I was literally going to say. I, I feel really strongly about inclusion versus exclusion and does having a separate curve show and a separate um, adaptive show just encourage that us versus them rhetoric. Mm. And that's, that's what, yeah, I felt that may have contributed to that a fair bit in let's have a completely separate curve show when really the, the everyone just wants to be included in the show um, and there's quite a few Journey to Worthy followers who are part of the disability community that felt quite upset that the adaptive show was so celebrated. It was so great to see, but some of them had casted for other shows it was, and were put yeah. on hold and were not were not chosen and then there was no disability representation in the show or if there was, it was one. Um, and, you, and and these girls can model. Like they're good models. They're beautiful. Like there's, they're good at what they do. They can walk well. Um, but there's just that f- feeling of segregation, as you said, mm. that, you know, you can, you can be a part of it but only in the adaptive show. Mm. I think I went to the adaptive show and I let, I mean, I stood up. It was a standing ovation. Yeah. I cried. I I felt a lot of feelings and I think that that show needed to be there yeah. like to celebrate those designers who are making those clothes for um, differently able people and but that's one thing that you know at the end of the week when I'm when I'm um, 
you know, processing on the flight home what happened during the week, I was really upset for mm. for that community um, because they were so underrepresented. Ugh, I can't even speak. Underrepresented. I don't even know if I said it right still, but. Um, no, you did. Yeah. <laughs> but the at the future of fashion, there was one female in a wheelchair, one male in a wheelchair. I'm so sorry, but that to me was so box ticking and that pissed me off. Especially when they spoke so much shit about how much they were going to. Yeah, you were quite vocal about that show, weren't you? I think just quickly backtracking, Nikki made a really good point about how the adaptive show was about showcasing the brands that had those different. As opposed to the curve show, which was just we make. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I mean, as much as like we don't want the segregation and everyone should be included across the board, I think it was it needed to be highlighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they needed their own separate show for that because what they did in that show, if if you're listening and you haven't watched it, that you can still replay and watch back all the shows on um, aafw.com. Um, and I would I'd highly suggest watching that one because they. As they walked down, you couldn't make it because you were at a fitting or something. Um, and it was I was sad you weren't there. And as the talent were walking down, they were playing their story on yes. like the big screen. Yep. And so you un, like because t- to me, I was like, they look incredible walking down like this. This one lady walking down like blonde in a bikini. She's just so hot and she looked incredible and I had goosebumps. I was like, she's incredible. And then her story is like, she's a walking paraplegic. Yeah. That's M. Carey. I know instantly who you're talking about. She's amazing. I'm obsessed with her and I ended up looking her up. She's actually married or dating or something that I went to school with. Yeah. (laughs) She just, she just lives in Palm Beach. She's, um, her story is amazing. I've heard her speak a couple of times and all of them like, and it and you could just see how proud they were and so happy to be there and the designers and everything. I, just, I honestly just wanted to hug them all and just be like, thank you. And like, thanks for sharing your story on such a huge platform. But how unfortunate that designers didn't include that in their in their shows in their, as well. I agree 100% that yeah. show needed to be celebrated, yes. but there's obviously people within that community that 100%. still felt like that was an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Love it. But... More of those people yeah. could have been. I had yeah. um I had a lot of talent casting for the future of fashion show. Yeah. Actually probably the most the, the main show that I had um people casting for. I ended up having fifteen talent on hold wow. of all different walks of life. Yeah. And it was like when I got those that hold list, I cried. I jumped around the room. Even to have that many people on hold for a show was incredible. And I, I had everyone's comp cards printed out and I had it, I have a picture of it and I was like, oh, my God, imagine if, like, even half of these people get yeah. casted for it. This would be amazing. Mind you, I got one size six casted for it. Yeah. Anyway, but but they had the right idea and the casting was incredible. I saw everyone's BTS at, at Carriage Works for the casting. There was all walks of life there. Um, I don't care if they weren't booked from my agency. If they yeah. were still booked – that's a step forward, but and that's something I must say you won't. talk about a lot is is not agency against agency. I'm like, not. Yeah, no, I know I'm you're not. not. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's yeah. always let's collaborate together. Like, what can I? What can we do together to create change? It's but not. Unfortunately, about- this industry is one of the bitchiest industries yeah. in the world, and not everybody thinks like that. And that, and not everyone, you know, women empowerment and women supporting women is actually not celebrated in this industry, which yeah. is really unfortunate. It's but not in I'll a lot continue. of industries, to be I honest. I know. I know. 
women don't really support women, yeah. and, you know. Anyway, a lot, a lot that do. It's just because it's a trending hashtag, or yes. it's you know, and it's more than a hashtag. It's got to yes. be. You've got to live and breathe it. And um, a lot of people don't. They just do what's trending and what's going to get the likes yeah. and things on. Yeah, you know, which is a complete opposite of yeah. you know. Yeah. I yeah. still support, like, I, I love all these, you know, diverse campaigns come out and it's got none of my talent. I'm like, this is the sickest campaign. I'm sorry, but the Disney show was my favourite of the whole week. I actually was didn't actually get to go see it, but I watched it online and I was like, that was goosebumps, sad. tears, everything. Like, the way they cast it, that was incredible. I clapped for every single model that walked out there. None of them are mine. Yeah. But that was iconic. Whoever was the casting director for that needs to – um, be the casting director for every, every show. Yeah. But there was, oh, man, it was just incredible. And, again, none of my ca- yeah. talent were in it, but I'm saying best show of the week. So massive different sitting and watching this year to last yes, year, yeah? Yes, 100%. Yeah. It, was, it was incredible. But, you know, and, and it was almost like the shows I was at that weren't diverse, I was so bored I was on my phone. Sounds so fucking rude, I know, but I was still trying to work as well yeah. so I had emails to do. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I'm bored. Yeah. yeah, but how good that, like we spoke about it, I think it was on maybe Thursday or Wednesday when we were sort of almost through the week, about how if you weren't a show that had diverse models, mm. you were the odd one out. Yes, yes. Whereas last year it was about time, right? Yeah. Like, we're doing, like we're getting there. We're doing <clears throat> shit yes. right. Yeah. One thing I noticed just from watching online is that um, talent were hired for their personalities, which yes. I fucking love that yep. so much because we are so much more than our appearance. Mm-hmm. And um, I think in modelling it's always very much, you know, um, you, you base your worth on getting a casting based on how you look, which is so fucking hard to mm. manage. Mm. Um, but when you're getting booked because of what you believe in or what you talk about yes. online or who you are as a person or your personality, I think that's epic and that's a shift that I've noticed as, a, yeah. you know, someone who's not um, as in it as you guys are. That's something that I really noticed. That was year. the Nicole, Nicole and Ford show. So iconic. And they did that as well. Like they casted for who the people were and like put the gowns and all dresses and clothes, whatever it was, um, on the talent depending on who they were. Yeah. Kind of thing. Oh, it was that's like so good. Uh, there's more to it. I, I'm having a bit of a mind blank, but I was I was told a bit of the story behind the casting and it was just it's iconic. And, yeah. and you could feel that when you were in the show. Yeah. Like again, that was another one of my yeah. highlight favorites. Then you go into the carriage works, um uh, whatever room it was and um we're gonna blame your baby I, i'm having yeah. baby brain it doesn't come back i'm so sorry but that's it like once the baby brain's oh, there it never comes back that's my excuse anyway um and yeah and then like it was a party in there and you could really tell that each talent that walked out they strut they had so much they felt safe right they, there's a, it there's was a safe, safe place yeah and they, you could tell that they were 100 percent feeling themselves, they were having the best time. Yeah. The crowd was, you know, screaming. Because they're we free to be more. themselves and yeah. show who they are. Like that's, yeah. that's rare. He set the bar for yeah. that and that community really, really, really high. That is and so that good. Energy, so it was, cool. that's another one I would 100% say to watch on, on, um, online. It was I, amazing. I also love the degendering of fashion. I'm mad yes. for that. Love degendering mm. of fashion. But also, um, Nikki, I know something that you're really working towards is, um, <clears throat> gender in the body positivity movement mm-hmm. um 
being more inclusive. Um, and I found a little study uh, from the University of Sydney that found that males with body image issues and eating disorders are four times more likely to go undiagnosed than females. Doesn't surprise me, yeah. right? It's a shame thing. It's a, you know, it's known as such a female problem. It's not, um, but they won't go and seek help for it. Mm-hmm. And 25% of people with anorexia or bulimia are male and 40% of people with binge eating disorder are male. Yeah. So it's something, you know, like the Butterfly Foundation, for example, mm-hmm. just work on body image and eating disorders for all people because we know we, we know now that it doesn't discriminate. But in fashion, like Dwayne, for example, he's a thick boy. He's got he's got a booty, he's got thighs, shaping's an issue. And there's that brand Step One, I think it is. Yeah. Um, and the ad. And I just watched him watching it and he's like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. That that there's step a, one's amazing. There's I a juicy it. man on yeah. telly and he goes, This is good. He goes, yeah. um, yeah, because you know, guys see six packs and all yeah. the stuff as well and feel that need to look a certain way as well. They're not mm-hmm. as vocal about it. There's not the patriarchal issues that women yeah. face, but there is still an issue and we shouldn't discount it. 100%. Um, and this year I have to talk about Kai yes. because you had your like transmasculine, um, indigenous and f- uh, curve. Yeah. Like I. What the fuck? That's so cool. Four shows. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So Kai, I have goosebumps. Kai is an incredible human and Kai is well-connected in in the community and all of that as well, him and his wife. And um, they, yeah, they did so well on the runways. And I think Kai and um, Mikey, another um, curve um, male model, they represented guys all over the world. Yeah. Like, it was so iconic to see and the Australian did a big write-up on them and it was amazing. I read that. I yeah, was, that was and I think it was so – I mean, I showed Cab to my partner that and, like, I was like, so many more males need to read it. And we – um, that was so important. Like, I, I'm i actually speechless by it all, actually, because that's definitely – you know, my 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 expertise, I, w- I would say, would be with curved women. Like, I'm great at scouting them. I'm all for pushing it. Like that's that's my passion in yep. a sense. And then if I, I, you know, I created an agency called Every, and I was like, oh shit, like I need to yeah. start representing it everybody everyone. as well. But you know what? Yeah. I think I think what we um, advocate for, what we fight for, what we work towards is based off our own experiences. Yes. So you've been a curved woman, yes. so of course you're scouting curved women yeah. and advocating for curved women. We mm. we do this based on our own experiences, Riley with the design of your clothes, that would be yeah. based off your experiences and what was missing for you, right? Yeah. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. We can't yeah. all do it all. No. Uh, wouldn't we love to though? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't so it be nice? That's when I, I started um, scouting guys as well, mm. like non-binary and everything and just opening up my my books to everybody and then obviously meeting Kai, um, he's Brooklyn's brother. Um, that's how I met him. And, yeah, seeing him on the runway, even like – you know, he would say like hairy as well. Like none of them are like everything that's about Kai such, is not rep- and short. That's everything. so true. I'd never thought yeah. about like, that. He no, just he- looked like he belonged there. Yeah, like didn't look nervous one against day. all of the like yeah. box ticking that normally goes on. Like he just. Yeah. Killed it. He did. Like I was crying. I was like, I didn't even meet him yet. Yeah. And I was like standing there. <laughs> yeah. And then like his wife walked behind, was like the next to walk and it was just it was just an iconic moment yeah. and I was like fuck yeah that's like so incredible so mm-hmm. that's I, I want to say that's like 10 steps forward 
in in the um, fashion. That's a industry. bar though that you've set now. So 100%. like like the yeah. other brands have to you know come to the yeah. table. Um, but that's that's massive, and I love they're that hard. you're doing that with yeah. the um, inclusion of guys are hard to hard to find because they're not in my in my submissions. Yeah, curvy guys are not in my submissions. I need to go find them. So I found Jordan at an event. We were at a Fizz um, headquarter opening event, and I I spotted Jordan, and I was like, he's gonna he's a model, and all the girls were like, wait, what are you talking about? And they're like. I'm like, oh, I need to like go talk to him, but I don't want him to think I'm hitting on him or something, you know? Like, so you I must find it so cool. hard because you are constantly scouting wherever yeah. you go. You must be at Woolies, like need banana. Oh, I make <laughs> I make Matthias run after them when I'm with him, but um, but yeah. So like, I was like, someone needs to go talk to this guy. He was like with his sisters and stuff, but anyway, we got talking to him, and I think it's something like I I'm really good at is I can see like how someone can photograph and like I can see their real potential but like not everyone's like looking at at everyone the way I look at people that you know what though you've got such an eye because the people that you have on your books like they've existed in this world they could have been cast any old time they walked down the street but then you like you've got the most amazing models on your I mean especially two of them you (laughs) too exactly with my band-aid yeah (laughs) um but but like you you can really see Mm. what other people can't um it's it's amazing it's pretty and it's what they can't see in themselves either because it's what they've been taught so Mm -hmm. it's like I think my favorite part about this whole job is like changing somebody's life like Jordan, for example, he's an IT guy. He's Brisbane's strongest man. Like that's the kind of stuff he does. And then I was like, no, you could be a model. And he was just, he had that like heart and that genuine um, like, oh, okay, like I'm going to try this. And then um, now he's, you know, works weekly with Foot Locker. He's like the main e-com curve guy for Foot Locker. We need to do some developing on his portfolio. This guy's going to blow up. Like, remember I said this, you will see him everywhere. Like Bond's already keen on him. Can we soundbite that for the future? No we trade market, but yeah, Damn. but yeah. So like my my um, next steps now with every is I really want to diversify our male talent. Yeah. Um. And you know, and but that means me street scouting and yeah. being in uncomfortable situations, waddling down the street. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're pregnant. You're pregnant. Probably I'm not hitting on you. I've got a baby coming. They're going to be like running. I need a father for my child. Come back. Oh. Oh. Maybe I'll get Caps in the modelling. I was going to say Caps is gorgeous, great personality. Like, oh chuck my him god, in. don't! He's going to listen to this and um, his head's going to grow. Yeah, but let's. I want to discuss ways that people could, listening, how we can all help. We're able-bodied. How can we help mm-hmm. as able-bodied women? As a straight-sized woman, how can I help in the curve community? How can people contribute and be allies in? In I mean, I have my opinions, but I'd love to love to get you guys. For me, it is as a straight-sized woman. Uh, just because I can shop at a brand that goes up to a 12 only, I shouldn't. I need to stop. That's my way of saying this is not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you should by now. Like, you know, you don't even cater for the average size woman. Um, we need to boycott those stores and send a strong message that way with our money. Right. I, I have thoughts about boycotting and I've had this conversation with followers um, of mine that will, you know, I guess call me out in the DMs. I don't often get people sort of doing like a big palaver, but people will have the conversation with me um, and say, you know, like you're working with X brand and they only go up to an 18 or a 20. Um, you know, that that's not good enough. And I know it's not. But the whole thing is, is me not going to an event or not shopping with a brand or not 
promoting a brand or wearing a brand because they're not doing enough isn't going to make them do it. They're not going to go, oh no, Riley's not coming to our event or Riley's not going to wear our active wear. We, we need to change everything now. They don't care. Like, but an 18 to 20 is so still so much more than that. some brands that still only got... It is, but I think the whole thing around pushing for change is being vocal, offering constructive ways that they can actually make the changes because, I mean, cancel culture is real and obviously it works on like a big level. Like Victoria's Secrets level. But if 50 of us go, I'm not going to shop with Kakai anymore, they're going to go, well, we've still got 50,000 people that are, so fuck you. We don't care. You know? Yeah. So I, I think, yes, obviously maybe being vocal about it and going to this brand, I'm actually not going to shop with you guys anymore because you're not doing all the things to be inclusive to people. And, you know, I've got friends and family that can't even wear your stuff. So, like, I don't want to support you. Letting them know. Yeah, but I, I just think we need to, like, if I if I put myself in the brand's position and I've got a message from someone being like, I'm not going to shop with you anymore because you're not doing this, I'm on the defence straight away I'm going obviously okay what can I do to change this but I feel like they would be defensive so I'm just going what can we do to push more for more like we there's got to be other ways that we can actually push for the change yeah I think that anyone listening as well like as Riley's agent and manager it's really incredible and I love working with her in the sense because Riley is pushing for change with these brands who you know, might only go up to an XL or something or Riley's the largest size that they stock and she's, you know, it's, it's your job and, like, you know, you've, you've got to make a living in these things and, and you generally do like the brand. But Riley isn't just accepting for the money. She's actually accepting and we're having deeper conversations with these brands about extending sizes. Like there's yeah. so much more that goes on behind the scenes and then a lot of followers know. Yeah, and you've got to take that step. Like I will show up to an event and know that I'm going to be the biggest one there. I'll yeah. squeeze my ass into the XL like I always have done because I'm going to show the brand that I look fucking good. There's yeah. other people my size and bigger that want to wear the clothes or want to do the things. Yeah. And then have those conversations. Yeah. I'm not just accepting, yep, XL suite, I'll take the money and wear it. I like the items that are there. And we've seen it work. Like yeah. it has worked. I bought like I started out buying the clothes from that brand and wearing them and show it being the first curved person on their Instagram feed. Mm. They then get the good feedback. We then have the discussions and I can think of like two, three brands already off the top of my head that that has worked. They have now increased their sizing and I'm not going like, it's because of me, but like I have helped in that that way. So I think it's important that we show up and be vocal Mm -hmm. and also offer support. Yeah. And yeah, just showcase that there's a market there. There's people there that will look good in your clothes that want to wear your things. And Yeah, just push for that change. Having the uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations and wording it in the right way with the right people um, without cancelling them. It's like giving them um, constructive criticism that can, you know, what I do as a manager would, if they're doing a campaign, diverse campaign, and they've got a size 14 as their curve, I will just let them know that it would probably be better Mm. if they did x amount or you know brands that now go up to a size 28 i'm like how come i can't see that on your page and holding them accountable yeah i think is the main thing because 
over the last two years, we've seen a lot of brands come out of the woodwork being like, we're working on increasing our sizing because they'll be under the heat and under the pressure or they'll use a woman of colour as a model and a curve model. Tokenism. Yeah, and then then they've said what they needed to say. We're working on it. Okay, cool. They're not working on it. it. Mm. Two years down the track minute, they weren't working on it. They haven't done a fucking single thing. Like I know how long it takes because I've got two of my own brands. So it's it's just this, and I know the bigger brands, they have – they plan years in advance and I get that but I also get that if you really want it you can do it so it's about holding those brands accountable if they've said six months ago we're working on it how are you working on it what's the plan when when are you like what what's the game plan here to push for that Yeah. yeah and there's so many small brands or startup brands that begin with diversity immediately yeah. um, and if they can do it you know with a second mortgage to fund their small business, yeah, um, yeah then these bigger brands. Well, that's why it's, it. it's more of an easier conversation to have when it comes to Riley and I, like with her managing her in the sense because Riley's physically doing it. Yeah. So, and that's, you guys it, are in there to yeah. do that. And I guess my question was more for how people how can, listening yeah. can mm. contribute. Um, I think even sharing other people's stories. So, from yeah. the disability community, for yep. example, mm. sharing their profiles, sharing their stories. Um, yeah. And yeah. the power of social media. Yeah. 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 Power of social media clearly worked because I think that's the only reason why there was such a change um, from fashion week last year to this year can you imagine next year of social- I, I can't know. wait I'm oh. so excited yeah you can have a little baby in, steps in the right direction. yeah she's gonna come oh my, my god I, I will Are you- <laughs> she will but like <laughs> that's it that's the other thing it's like I was always thick growing up as a as a baby from a baby like compared to my sisters and then I uh, you know my partner Samoan like bigger bigger bodied people as well so like she ain't gonna be little so I'm actually really proud. Like I just, I just can't wait to see how she talks about herself and stuff growing up with like the role models that she's going to be around. Oh, like, yeah. her, she's got so many aunties and uncles, like meaning the board, the talent. And I just think like that's if I've done something right as a mom, it's raising her in the every family. It's going to be really amazing because it's rubbed off on Isla and Noah and Naya, my nieces and nephews, like incredibly like. Isla particularly. Well, there you go. There's yeah. an example of what you can do from home. Model the behaviour yourself. Show yes, your kids. children. Talk to your kids about yeah. um, that sort of stuff. And call, call things out when yes. people are. I mean, we've all been taught what to say and what not to say about our bodies and what's acceptable and what's not. And obviously in the last few years or however long, we've broken down those barriers and we're changing things. But we can still get in that cycle. And, I mean, yeah. my, my friends still say certain things and I still say certain things. So it's just calling that out when when you hear someone speak about their body in a negative way or speak about someone else or, yeah, just we've all got a voice. Yeah. It doesn't – just because you don't have 50,000 followers on Instagram doesn't mean that your voice isn't impactful Yeah, because we all have friends and family. We all have people around us. We have work colleagues. We have that voice and we can make that change in so many people's lives. So, yeah, I think just constantly calling things out to the people you're around is a massive step in the right direction. Kalani does it. She's nine. If a nine-year-old can do it. And if Kalani's caught, like Kalani calls it out. Yeah, she's like, amazing. <laughs> nobody shaming, that's yeah. what she says, you know. Right. Um, and kids are descriptive as well, which is really interesting. So they'll be like, you're fat or, you know, they comment on my lumpy bum or whatever. Your bum's lumpy. I'm like, I know. 
Like, mm. yeah, it's a, they're not trying Don't to insult give those you. Words that pow- yeah, they're not. They're describing you, and it's a like yes it's wobbly and it's lumpy that's yeah. not an insult to them they don't think there's anything wrong with that so don't like you said don't give it the power mm. and i'm just like i know like yeah, yeah. exactly so, yeah and on that drink up riley jeez i know i'm falling <laughs> behind <laughs> sorry <laughs> thank you so much girls i'm gonna put um in the show notes all the details of every and your personal account nikki and yep. riley's all her businesses and things that she's doing. Yeah. Um, and thank you both so much for being so open and talking today. Of course. Thanks, Thanks for having us.